We're leaking, letting the freak fan side come out today. I'll throw back Thursday on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a good one. Thanks for joining us and making us your first listen. Make another Locked On show your next listen because we're here every day. You everydayers, you locos know that, but. I want to make sure you know that it's across the whole network. You can always find something on another show here on Locked On because we're five days a week on every platform, starting with YouTube and heading out to the audio platforms, Spotify, Apple. You can find us everywhere. We appreciate you being with us. We're going to talk some fun stuff today. Um, it's all jokes today, including my shirt. So we're going to have some fun with it. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as NFL33.com and RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner, and it is all jokes, especially Ryan's shirts. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. And surprising, uh, my daughter's gotten me not a shirt like that, but a card like that. You did a great job, Dad. I am awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> shocker there. Yeah, right. It, it goes together. I mean, and the shocks keep coming. We're going to do something fun today. Um, and, and like I said in the, in the top, not something that we do every single time. Uh, we'll clean up the show with, with our, our runner-up, our second favorite offensive player. We'll, we'll do the middle segment on our second favorite defensive player. We're going to start the show with our number one historical chief that if we needed to bring somebody back to this roster in 2023 and had a time machine, whether it's the Van Dam version or, or anybody else's, <laughs> who would we bring back? That's going to be the question. Uh, if you want to get in the action, hit the text line at 816 816- 357 8781 and get connected with us. So, um, and, and this text us your answers. I want to yeah. hear, I want to hear from people. Text us your answers as to who you would add, uh, that we're going to be talking about or somebody we're not talking about. Uh, yeah. there's going to be a lot of different conversation in this one. Uh, it's funny, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit before we started recording, and we both agree on number one. So, go right ahead. I mean, it's easy, especially given the status. And, like, for me, I'm going to be very literal. Like, who would I drop in to this defense playing for Steve Spagnuolo that could actually get the job done and make the transition? It, he was a quote-unquote linebacker. player in the prime. Sorry, just want to say that. Yeah, exactly. At their peak, right? And, uh, honestly, he was listed as a linebacker most of the time, but we just call him edges today. But there is no one better in this franchise's history, really, at anything. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. But I'm grabbing Derek Thomas, and I'm putting him here on the right-hand side of the defense, and I'm just sitting back and smiling, especially if I'm Steve Spagnuolo and Joe Cullen. Yeah, I don't know that I can agree with you on your Patrick Mahomes comment, but I get where you're coming from. Derek Thomas was special. Uh, it was a lot of fun watching him play. I completely agree. If there was one player that I could add in his prime to this roster right now, it would be Derek Thomas without a doubt. And it's all about the pass rush. It's getting after the quarterback. It's getting – uh, you know, pressure on the quarterback. That's what Derek Thomas did the best. And I guarantee you Steve Spagnuolo would find a way to use him and use him extremely effectively in this in this defense. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know what your your favorite time travel movie is. Uh, Back to the Future or something with Van Damme. Or I, I like the, the some of the originals. But, like, that's the thing is, like, how could you make that transition? And it's not just – you plop him onto this roster and he's able to go haunt the quarterback for you. Um, Dave Craig, I'm sorry for your trauma. Um, but it, it's about teaching everybody else. This would be a perfect spot to have a veteran of that caliber that came in and was able to dispense his knowledge 
to George Karloftis and to Mike Dana and to Charles Menehue and to Felix Antique Uzama. Like the, the benefit for the franchise would be so much. There really wasn't any other question. Anybody else that could have that kind of impact on this roster and this franchise right now than Derek. Yeah, no, and I agree with you. I think that if you look at going back in the franchise, other than Patrick Mahomes, who I still think would be number one over Derek Thomas uh, if he wasn't playing right now, there is nobody else that's going to be able to change this roster any more than Derek Thomas could. And that one player, he would be a guy that could get after the quarterback. He'd probably get 15 sacks uh, a season, uh, would, would be my guess, maybe more, depending on on how things turn out. But, you know, I still think he would be a phenomenal player in the NFL this year if he was in his prime. And, and there's evidence to back that up, too. Uh, it's You're going to get some. I know there's some some younger folks that watch this show all the time, listen to the show, and we appreciate you. Um, but arguing that Von Miller's better, which I've had on Twitter lately, is absolutely incorrect. Uh, you can ask Vaughn, he'll tell you, because he patterned his yeah. game after Derek. And that transition to today's game, it's one of those few positions that you can go back 30 years and it would still have the impact because the play strength, the extension, the ability to convert speed to power, it's unprecedented still. And that is something that, that transmits through time. I don't care how you're getting there. It will always be that way for Derek Thomas. I don't know if he'll ever be unseated in that that spot up top. Yeah. He's definitely going to be way up there. And when we start looking and we flip over to the other side of the ball, our number one offensive player, and I will go first on this one, just because this would be so much fun to be able to see. I love who they have as their starter right now. I think he's going to be very good and he's going to be great in his second year. But give me Jamal Charles in his prime. I just, how do you go against Jamal Charles being able to do what Charles did running the ball plus catching the ball out of the backfield? Uh, that would be a phenomenal combination to put in this offense. I mean, if you guys remember, I know Chris does, but think back to when Andy first got in town and like the smile on his face when he talked about how he was going to use Jamal Charles in the passing game in particular. Like, even though it's been a long time in this Andy Reid regime, it's still a perfect fit. It doesn't doesn't matter how much time has gone by to play this West Coast style offense. To have that skill set, it's a, it's a perfect marriage. And I think no one probably feels it more than Jamal, but I think we all got cheated a little bit by Father Time in having it go down the way that it did. Yeah, and I think that you also look at a situation where Jamal also wouldn't have had the QB that he would have right now. And Mahomes is special just because of what he can do. But think about putting him on the same field with Travis Kelsey and you know some of the other weapons that the Chiefs have. Just giving him the ability to play – and be that guy on the field where he doesn't have to run, you know, 20 times a game because they have the ability to pass the ball, but he's going to open up the passing game just as much as the passing game is going to open up the running game. Yeah, I I have to agree with you. So we'd like to know, who do you want to see? If you were going to pick one player out of Chiefs history and pluck them and put them on this roster, who would be, you can hit your comments on YouTube. Who's your offensive guy? Oh, we're doing offense today right now, too. I thought we were doing that in the next segment. Okay, fine. It's real simple. I want to go old school, and I I want to put it together. And I'm looking – I'm living for the 12-personnel package with this pick. It's Tony Gonzalez for me. I would put Tony and Trav on the same exact team at the same time and watch Havoc unfurl. And by the way, folks, next week we're going to do a special show just on Travis and Tony and where their similarities are and where they diverge, what they mean to this franchise. But there's no better combination for me 
And I think it would still help Patrick take another leap forward to have both those guys on the field. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun to have both those guys on the field and being able to do different things. I mean, Tony Gonzalez was a phenomenal blocker. And I'm not saying that's what he did best, but he was a phenomenal blocker. And you think about what that would allow this team to do and be able to split out Tony and Travis at different times and maybe even put them on the same side of the field at times uh, and let them play off each other. That would just be a phenomenal combination to be able to watch that and see that play. Uh, It'd be a lot of fun. I I completely agree with you. Um, I don't want to discount the offense, but, I mean, it's already so good. You don't need the – you don't need anything. That double tight end package would be incredible. So that said, those are our top players, each of us on either side of the ball. But if we were going to pick another, who would it be? We're going to start with offense here right after this because I have to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel because baseball season is just getting going right now. The boys, summer out, and you guys want to get into it. There's a little bit of time before training camp. So you can take advantage right now of FanDuel's America's number one sports book and the deal that they have going right now. It's for new customers. And if you get in on a no sweat first bet, you're going to dig it because you can make a bet. If that bet loses, you can come back and you can qualify for up to $1,000 in bonus bets applied back to your account just by losing that first bet. So it's super, super easy. That's why they call it a no sweat first bet. You can go to FanDuel.com slash locked on below. You can see that here on YouTube. And that whole purpose is right now to get in before football season starts. It's a no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets applied back to your account whenever you get ready. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on over at FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the MLB, the NBA, and most importantly, the NFL. So now the debate comes. We we had our, our top picks, number one guys. So when it comes to, like, who are you hemming and hawing about? If you got to bring two, they do this on the, on the show Survivor, which my kids help me watch all the time, too. Uh, you can take one. Oh, wait, no, you can take two. So if you were going to take two, who's your runner-up on offense? Uh, Tony Gonzalez. I mean, that was going to be my second guy. I, I can't go any other direction. I looked at different Chiefs, and you look at different guys that they've had at wide receiver, which is a position where we still feel like they have a need. Who do they have that you would really like to put with Patrick Mahomes right now? I mean – Dwayne Bowe was a really good receiver in his time and with the way he played, but it doesn't really fit Mahomes' play style or Andy Reid for that matter. I mean, Reid made it work, but it doesn't fit his normal style. Other than those guys, I mean, if you go back and start looking at guys like Andre, um, you know, J.J. Burton and Andre Davis, those types of players way back when, do they translate to today? Yeah, probably, but I still think Tony Gonzalez is by far – uh, easiest call to make is Tony Gonzalez because of what he could bring to this offense. And in a way, wide receiver probably becomes maybe not even an issue anymore with the current staff if you have both Tony and Travis at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's three Hall of Famers playing catch. You know what I mean? Like, can't really go wrong. And I, and I know there's a bunch of folks out there right now that are listening and saying, hey, what about Otis Taylor? Otis is the same kind of situation. Making the transition to the modern game I think might be a little bit more daunting, and so it does make more sense to me. Obviously, I had Tony as my my top guy. Well, so The other thing on that is, it, from my perspective, it's you're looking at the best players of all time in Chiefs history at their positions. I don't think Otis Taylor is as good as Tony Gonzalez was, personally. Overall, like if you compare the players, yeah, head-to-head, I think you still have to go Gonzalez. Okay, and, and that's that's a fair argument to make. 
in again, the game's transition changes that a little bit. People will say, yep. uh, think about Stefan Page, think about Bad Moon, right? Like, th there's a number. I personally would probably have started to talk about um, Dante Hall next because of the X factorness. And honestly, he's the same size as every Andy Reid draft pick at, at the <laughs> position, right? So, like, it makes sense. But for me, again, there's a theme here, folks. If you're 25 years old and you've never heard me say that I want to go old school, don't be shocked when I say it again because the guy that I'm picking is Christian Okoye, and, and I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care if you run him out of a single back formation. He doesn't have to have a fullback anymore because he's basically a fullback and a tailback rolled into one. But you put him on this in a zone offense where he just has to pick a hole or a cutback and go, it's going to be fun. You think Derrick Henry in the modern era is unstoppable? Put Christian on this kind – Against this kind of defense with a light box and against nickel, I mean, it's it's Tecmo and Madden all rolled into one. That's all we're doing all day long. Yeah, no, that'd be a lot of fun, and I think that <clears throat> that gives the Chiefs that would give the Chiefs a situation where they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, they don't have to worry about running the ball, you know, and getting short yardage situations taken care of because they're <laughs> going to be able to get that pretty easily. With him, and I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's one of the things that they have really struggled with uh, when it comes to their offense. And that's the funniest thing to me is you think about this Chiefs offense. And first down, they can get eight or nine yards. Second down, if it's an incomplete pass, they're struggling on third down. This is a this is an actual huge need for them to be able to have somebody that can come in and get those tough yards and not have to worry about how they're going to get it done. Yeah, I mean, hey, there are other options, too, on offense. Was I tempted to say Will Shields? I mean, I'm the kind of trench guy that would think about that, right? Certainly. Um, you know, do you bring up a backup quarterback? Do you bring Lynn Dawson back, put him in the backfield? I mean, I mean there are conversations to be had. But really, in, in being able to, to run this scenario, again, we just need somebody to create a, a viable time machine and we'll be in business. So uh, the, the options are endless as are the options on defense. Uh, we ran a little long in the first, so we're going to make up for here, keep this one short. But again, who would be your, your second choice? If you got to bring two players on the offensive side, put it in the comments. Really quick, I know I said it, Andre Davis, I meant Willie Davis, so my apologies on that. Uh, threw out the wrong player there. But um, yeah, who are your defensive players? Who are the guys? Who are your other offensive guys? Who are the ones that we didn't talk about? Will Smith is a good one, or not? Will, uh, Will Shields is a good Him one. Too. Not Will Smith, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Will Shields is a very good one. But you look at the offensive line. I, I don't think that that's as big of a need as some of the other positions that we've already talked about. Uh, so there's lots of different directions you could go. Uh, an interesting one that I don't think that either of us really considered. But now that I'm thinking about it, maybe John Alt. Mm. Plug There's a future tie-in there that we're going to talk about uh, here in a few months as well. So, yeah, um, folks, if you is. don't plan to yet, get ready to watch some Notre Dame football on Saturdays because I think you're going to see something you like. Um, <laughs> but let's get to the defensive side, and I'll be happy. Most people will be as too. We'll do that right after this. All right. So now, now we get down to nitty-gritty. And this is a franchise that, let's be honest, has probably had more overall success in its history on defense than it has on offense. There's certainly been highs, but the troughs in between, I think, have been more significant on offense than they have on defense. So it, it, I think it makes uh, some some wider range picks on this side of the ball. Who do you got? 
I'm going back and forth on this one. I think I have to go with the guy I was thinking of to begin with, and I'm going to go Neil Smith. And the reason I go Neil Smith is you put him next to Chris Jones, and that is going to be a very scary front, and that is going to help your exterior pass rush uh, because the interior is going to be getting after the passer. Yeah, I mean, there's a Jared Allen argument to be made there, right? Yep, you can make that argument. Yeah, I mean, oh. Justin I, Houston in like, his prime. There's there's an argument there too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know the, the theme, the thread of pass rusher <laughs> through this franchise has been something that's been steady. Uh, I can't argue with you, Neil Smith. Whether he's playing inside a tackle, I I prefer. I loved him at edge too. Um, he always yeah. reminded me of Richard Dent, to tell you the truth, with the way that they were so high hipped. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's a throwback to the spec system too. That you know, Smith could be versatile as well. Um, Derek could play inside t- today if he had to. You know, I think Frank Clark on on He-Man Juice. I don't know what you call that, but um, <laughs> it could be could be a million things, right? So I, I won't argue with you. I too have been going back and forth though, and I have to look at the other end of the defense, and I have to go to the backfield. There's a lot of options here, but when it comes down to it, I think the thing for me is what I feel is most lacking about the league today is is edge is attitude is that that x factor on the defensive side the the, the complete loss of shutdown corners is is i think an unheralded story in the nfl today so i, I go back and forth and i'm not going to go with my all-time favorite chiefs db although they they played in the same era but i'm going to go with the guy that i think today would have the best chance at being that playmaker that changes games consistently. Um, this is the guy that I always thought of when Marcus Peters was in town. And it comes back to this. He could do anything, any given moment. You had to watch him when he left the field, but on the field, Dale Carter was pretty much the, the weapon that wasn't Derek. And I think on in today's era with his skill set and his length, I mean, you want to see length, look at Legereus Sneed, Jalen Watson, and Dale Carter. And you see a lot of similarities, right? So that's who I would bring back on the defensive side, number two. What about you? Yeah, I mean, Dale Carter makes a lot of sense. I think that you look at how he could step into this game and really play at a high level. I think that that's something that is going to translate across times, kind of like what we talked about, uh, you know, before with the offensive side of the ball. I think that that it also play well, sorry, with Derek Thomas earlier. I think it, it mm-hmm. translates. Uh, to me, you know, you start looking into different guys, and there's a lot of runner-ups here. You, you talk about a guy in Dale Carter. How about Eric Berry? Uh, Eric Berry yeah. is prime. Put him back there at safety. I mean, that's going to be a situation where he's going to be able to do things that they don't have the ability to do right now at the safety position. Uh, he was a special player, and he didn't play long enough. But if you're getting him in his prime and you're getting him in one of his best years, I think he's definitely worth – considering there uh you know there's lots of different dbs you could go with uh and we've talked about the defensive ends the one that's interesting to me that we haven't talked about is Derek johnson one of the best linebackers in chiefs history but the problem with Derek johnson is you're gonna replace him you're gonna replace nick bolton with him yeah i, I mean yeah yeah i would it's going to be an upgrade, but is it going to be that great of an upgrade? Is it really worth considering all the other players you could bring in? It'll be very specific. 
it will be an upgrade on pass defense and it will be a downgrade on run defense. And that's the truth. Yep. But Derek Johnson was okay. a special player in his, as his position. So would you argue a different uh, corner? Because, I mean, we could put Deron Cherry, obviously Eric Berry. Like, there's a number of guys that could go in there. If there was another yep. corner, who would you pick? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, Corner-wise, I'm not sure where I would go, to be quite honest with you. Well, for those there's... of you that are asking yourself, my favorite one is James Hasty. So that's, that's probably where I yep. would go. That would work. Hasty would, okay, be, last a, question. would be a fun one to see. Last question of the day, then. Uh, total side note, for those of you that, that appreciate uh, non-football, I'm going to put you on the spot. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, the question that I would have with both Dale Carter and James Hasty is, can they translate into today's game where they're not able to be as physical as they were back then? That's a huge key. I think they were great players, and don't get me wrong, I think that they are valuable here, but can they translate and not – be basically mauling players as they were allowed to do back in the day. Yeah, that's a very good point. There'd be a lot more flags. I, I do admit that, but I, yeah. I'd live with it. <laughs> It'll be fun. Okay, so non-football question of the day. We'll, we'll do this as we wrap up. Folks, please like, sub, and hit the bell here on <clears throat> YouTube and get subbed on the audio platforms. Make another Lockdown Show your next listen here. Um, I'll put you on the spot, though. We didn't talk about doing this. Um <laughs> What's your favorite time travel movie of all time? Uh, Back to the Future, probably. Yeah. That yeah, is the I, consensus number one. A lot of people have that as their top. Yeah. When you said, when you started talking time machine movies earlier, I, I wanted to make a joke and say hot sub time machine, but that's just a horrible movie. So <laughs> not going to say that one, but I really liked, I really liked, uh, you know, Back to the Future. And, Maybe it's not as great of a movie today as it was, you know, when we watched it originally when it came out. And I'll grant you that. But for the time, I thought it was pretty amazing. And I thought it really kind of made you sit there and go, wow, that's kind of cool. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, for me, it comes down to, to kind of a, a campy one at first that not everybody's going to say. My favorite is 12 Monkeys. Um, it's shortly followed up there by a Terminator though, because in the end that I know it's sci-fi, but it's still a time movie. Fair enough. Terminator. That's okay. an interesting one. Wouldn't have thought yeah. about it that way. Old school, the old Arnold, yeah. Arnold versus Christian Okoye. Who wins? Oh God. Oklahoma. Akoya, drill. I think. Yeah, Christian I think so <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap the beast. Okoye <laughs> was a bad man before he yeah. got hit by, John Lynch, Okoye was a very, very bad man. Yeah, that's that is a fair point. Um, we won't go down this road any farther, folks. We'll spare you our thoughts on on multimedia. But thank you for being with us. We appreciate your time. Uh, we're going to be back. We're going to do Fantasy Friday here coming up, and take a look at who's who's got the potential to be fantasy standouts. We're going to come back next week. Look at the Travis Kelsey versus Tony G discussion. Thanks for being with us today. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>